0: All right, let's talk about libraries this morning because these days they've become about more than just going somewhere to get a book to read. Nowadays, libraries, it seems, end up in the headlines because of attempts to ban certain books. In the U.S. in particular, this is becoming more and more common. Joining us now to talk about this is James Turk, director of the Centre for Free Expression at the Toronto Metropolitan University. James, thanks for being here this morning.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure nice to talk with you
0: is this becoming more common or does it just feel like we're getting more of these stories in the headlines
1: well it's becoming more common uh, it's something that's gone on for the history of libraries uh, people often will see something in a public library that they personally don't like or find offensive or don't want their children to read and say well nobody should be able to read it and you have to get rid of the book so there's been a history of that but that has exploded in uh, recent years uh, in the United States, as we've seen. And it's starting to explode in Canada as well.
0: So what is the difference, do you think, this time with all these stories versus all the times in the past that we have heard this?
1: Well, I, th- I think that uh, the uh, a big part of it is a- as a result of social media. That is, uh, in the past, Somebody would come across a book that they didn't like, as I say, and, and would feel that nobody else should be able to read that because they find it offensive. Uh, but now, in, in just instead of just saying that privately to the library and going through the process libraries have where books can be reconsidered, uh, they take to social media. They start petitions on social media. Uh, everything that's happening in the United States is available through social media as well as the news So people who have similar views to Ron DeSantis or the the folks in Texas or other places where there's a major push to censor books uh, say, oh, geez, we could try that here. And there have been a number of groups popping up in Canada uh, launching concerted drives to get various kinds of books out of the library.
0: Here's what I wonder. Does banning books actually work? I mean, if the goal of it is to prevent people from reading that book, doesn't it actually do the opposite by kind of highlighting that book?
1: Uh, it does indeed. Uh, one of the uh, there's, you know, in the history of the world, there's been a long uh, commitment of many people to censorship as a way of bringing about social change. Uh, and we, you know, we just stop people from speaking. We stop uh, people from reading uh, things w- that we find offensive. It never works. It's always uh, it always fails as a way of bringing about the change they want. And often, as you're suggesting, and I agree. Uh, it's counterproductive. So when you ban a book, you draw a lot of attention to it, uh, and if anything, it dramatically increases the readership of the book because people are curious, why Why are people trying to ban this book? So just as a way of, of dealing with something you don't like, it, it's a very foolish way to deal with things.
0: Right. This must be putting libraries on the defensive, it feels like. Like, are there rules about the types of books that end up on library shelves?
1: Yes, libraries... Uh, in Canada, in the United States, and around the world, have see what they call intellectual freedom as a fundamental foundation of the library. That is uh, uh, based on the Internet, uh, the, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which was adopted by more than 150 countries in 1948. It recognizes intellectual freedom as one of the fundamental human rights, and libraries see their role uh, as a public institution to be a place where anyone in the community is welcome. Anyone in the community can uh, access their collections, their space, their programs, if they choose, and that they have things there that would be of interest to members of the community. And given the diversity of communities, that means they have lots of different things. And, uh, you know, that old joke is if a library re- uh, removed everything that was offensive to some member of of their community. They'd have virtually nothing left in the library. Uh, I mean, The library is to be a place where if we're interested in an issue, we can go read about it, uh, whether to agree with it or to read about it so we know how to fight against people who are advocating what the author is doing. Um, And so the libraries have this strong philosophical commitment to being there for the whole community. And they assess what goes into their collection, what programs they put on by a a series of, of uh, criteria that are spelled out in their policies that they want to make sure that uh, the book will be of interest to the community, that, that it's uh, published by a reputable publisher, that it's a, uh, you know, a, a decent version of whatever it's purporting to be.
0: What happens, though, when we start having this kind of very heated discussion about banning books? Like, What happens to society when we get to that point?
1: Well, the discussion about banning books is not the problem. The problem is if we then go on to actually ban books, uh, that, uh, at the end of the day, it really undermines democracy. Democracy, you know, people talk about democracy as being about the rule of law. Democracy is really about an unending public discussion, public discourse about what's legitimate and what's not legitimate. And the majority government come to power, can pass laws that we have to uh, obey, but we never lose our right to challenge them, to question them, uh, to raise uh, critical perspectives on those. And and uh, that ability to discuss things is is undermined if we say, well, you don't have access to this information. You can't read that. You can't look at that book. It, it, it raises questions that I find offensive, and therefore I'm going to organize to make sure you can't read it. Uh, that inevitably leads to a very authoritarian... Uh, approach, because it's saying somebody in the society has a right to determine what others can see and can't see. Uh, and that that's really what authoritarian authoritarianism is really about. Uh, so uh, libraries understand that they're a truly public institution. I would argue they're one of the last genuinely public institutions in our society, where most everything has been securitized or privatized, whereas a public library is maybe the only place other than a public park where anybody in the community can go in, whether the richest person in town or a homeless person, they can spend all day, they don't have to pay money, they're welcome. Um, And they have access to a variety of resources that uh, uh, help put the foundation into democracy.
0: Do you think this is still kind of protected here in Canada? Do we do a good job in this country of, of kind of drawing the line on that?
1: Well, the libraries in Canada, like I must say, the libraries in the United States are absolutely committed to intellectual freedom. Uh, they, want, um, they want to ensure that they are available to everybody in the community and that people aren't discriminated against by their political views, by their ethnicity, by their race, or by their economic status or anything else. So the libraries are absolutely committed to that and, and have been quite successful to date in resisting uh, attempts at censorship, but we have a growing—I uh, mean, what's changed is uh, the aggressiveness by which people are trying to censor things. So I say that's that's really been uh, empowered by social media and the ability of people who have similar views and want to get rid of books to to uh, connect with each other and and uh, uh, organize to that end. Uh, so their libraries are grappling uh, with how to deal with that. Um, Uh, As the pressure, uh, I mean, we have examples going across the country country right now. In New Brunswick, for example, they've had more challenges to books in their libraries in the last month than they've had in the entire history of the library system in the province. Um, In uh, British Columbia and in Manitoba, there are organized groups uh, that uh, are making concerted uh, demands that libraries get rid of books uh, calling on politicians to undermine the funding of libraries if they don't get rid of these books. Um, and many of the books that are most under attack are books for young adults and for children, uh, sex education books for children, uh, books that uh, sh- show uh, LGBTQ families or deal with issues of, of, uh, of sex and sex education uh, they You know, the uh, these folks who are really pressing aggressively want to get rid of all those. And on the other hand, there are progressive people who say, well, you can't really have Huckleberry Finn in your collection because uh, it uses the N-word. Uh, or, um, you know, there, there's a variety of, of uh, books that are, are really important historically that they feel, well, you know, given how we view things today, they shouldn't. Nobody should be able to read those because they might give them bad ideas. Right. So uh, there can be challenges from both ends of the both ends of the political spectrum, as it were. But in the end, first, it doesn't work. It undermines democracy, and it draws more attention to the very thing that they claim that they're opposed to.
0: So true. I'll listen, thanks for the conversation this morning. Appreciate it.
1: Nice to talk to you. Take care.